On today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, lots of news regarding Vincent Kennedy McMahon around the wrestling wor- or world this week. Uh, if you haven't heard of that about that by now, you either live in a hole or you were in the crowd at Raw and or SmackDown this past week because uh, clearly those crowds didn't hear about the news or they just don't give a fuck what was going on. Uh, Chad's got some Slammiversary recap from Impact last weekend. And we had some referees that passed away this week. We're going to give some shout-outs to those guys. And we're also making our predictions this week for AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door pay-per-view. That is this Sunday, aka today, when you're listening to this. We haven't seen Rampage from this week yet, but I highly doubt that any good will come from that or any crazy shit is going to come out of that, especially after watching Dynamite yesterday and knowing what's on that card. And... The weekly recap from this week, which included the final build towards that show, as well as the build or continued build towards Money in the Bank and the Great American Bash on the NXT brand. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. You guys ready to go? Yep. Yep. Oh, let's go. episode 62 of the drunk dudes talking wrestling i am dylan i'm joined by joe and the brand new father of four chad how's it going dude Uh, it's not too bad little guy's healthy so you know can't ask for anything else that was it you sleepy uh honestly he's actually been like the best sleeper we've had yet knock on fucking wood like i hate you we've we've slept I, I didn't I slept from like eleven till like seven this morning. I hate she you woke so up much. a couple times to feed, but like I yeah. I had a full eight hours of sleep last night. I hate you so much. It's more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same room as a small baby. Yeah, you're you're getting more sleep than I am, and I'm on vacation basically. And I have a six month old as of tomorrow. Which Cam just not sleeping which will be as of two days ago when you listen to this. He's just not a great sleeper, you know? He, tonight, put him down. Leslie put him down, and he woke up twice and just got put down for the third time. 
I don't know, right before we started recording, I was kind of afraid I wasn't going to make this nine o'clock recording time that we wanted to do, but I ended up making it. When you put them down, when you say you put them down, you mean like, <laughs> you stupid baby, you don't even know how to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, it's like you, when you lay them in their crib, you put them down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Joe. Joe's clearly not the father in the group. <laughs> He doesn't understand dog. the lingo. I didn't know how to put that. Light, I didn't know how to put that lightly to you, but like, yeah, just putting him to sleep, dude. I don't uh, want to call you a fucking idiot, but Chad just went ahead and did <laughs> that for me. <laughs> like, but not not putting him to sleep, like, like choking him out, like in wrestling, right? Correct. Okay. You fucking idiot. <laughs> well, that's that, that's what the commentators always say. It's like he's trying to put him to sleep. Yeah, just. These are grown. Don't do that. Don't do that to an infant. Oh my god. That is very true, Joe. Joe's off the babysit list. Joe, do you have any (laughs) other do you have any other wise um what's the word I'm looking for when you suggest uh uh, advice? Advice. Do you have any any other wise advice for Chad and I as as parents? Yeah, my advice to you is to better familiar, familiarize yourself with the word advice so that you don't have to think about it for five seconds before you say it next time. Well, uh, I'm drunk, as <laughs> I am usually during this show. You're starting off spicy today, Joe. Jeez. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any That's... real? Do you have any real advice? Uh, don't flip the baby over. Don't, okay. don't don't throw the baby. Don't, don't kick the baby. Throw the baby. Don't kick the don't baby. Don't kick the baby. Okay. Um, no kick yeah, the baby. Just realistically, all the all like quick quick movements. Um, like I wouldn't do to the baby. Like shaking or dropping Sh- or yeah. throwing or kicking. Yeah. Okay. So I won't I'll, do that. I'll ask my question again. Do you have any real advice? <laughs> <laughs> so. Are you saying that that advice that I just gave you was bad advice and that you shouldn't do, in fact, do all those things to a baby? No, that advice you gave me was not advice. It was inherently already known by, I hope, everyone in the world. So, therefore, not advice. Okay, then I got nothing. I'll support the head. Wise words of Joe. Thanks, Joe. You're the best. All right, um, getting into the wrestling this week. So I don't remember what day it was, but I, I was it, what was it, Sunday or Monday we found out? It was last, I think it was last weekend. We found out what was going on um, with this whole, no, because we talked about it a little bit last week. We talked this, about it a lot last week. This, the, yeah, yeah, it's true. This whole hush money situation with Vince McMahon um uh-huh. and he has now since then stepped down as ceo and stephanie mcmahon is taking his place as the ceo in the meantime uh since then we've had a couple moves within the company basically bruce pritchard's taken over as what the head of talent relations yep well john yeah. Ironitis his old job Yep. And then uh, also, I don't know if this has anything to do with it. I think it, this more just has to do with like time and healing, but Triple H is back in the performance center. 
Hell yep. yeah. So and Jeff I, Jarrett's back with WWE. Yeah, he also has some new role, or maybe that was just a rumor I saw. No, it's confirmed. I saw like uh, on a WWE post that he was given a role. Do you know what that role it's is? Like a, a, it's a bigger yes. role than he had before. He's the senior vice president of live events. Oh. Okay, so not that big of a deal. I mean, he's a senior vice president of live events. Yeah. Put, at live events, I feel like they do the same fucking match every live event. I don't know if it's limited to just what you're saying is live events, but I think all live events, aka yeah, I'm thinking he's SmackDown, like, I think he's in charge of all live events, not just ones that we consider WWE live. Well, I don't think those aren't in, even called live anymore. Those I don't think he's. I don't think he's in charge because he's the vice president. So he's the senior think, vice president. Yeah, which that's would make him the, the vice president. Yeah, that makes him that's the vice president. Than the junior vice president. Would that not make him the vice president? Do you think there's an actual just vice president? I don't think there's, don't think there's then, a president of live events. I think there's a president of the company and a board, and then they have vice presidents in charge of each small thing. Yeah. So all the producers probably work for him. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I would assume. Maybe. Uh, what is everyone's thoughts on the Vince McMahon stepping down? I, I assume we're going to get into this more because Vince McMahon made two appearances in the last yeah. week. Yeah, on we definitely WWE talked television. about this last week. Like he had stepped down already by the time we recorded last week. But I don't think I don't think that's true. I'm pretty sure we talked about Stephanie. I think, no, we, no, I think because in my notes it said Vince stepping away as CEO, which means it's new, new stuff to talk about. And also because I think we found out on it, it came out on last Friday, the day after we recorded that he was stepping down as yeah, CEO. Yeah, came out the same day as SmackDown because he made that appearance that night and it was like the same day. A wonderful okay. appearance on SmackDown. You, you, you may be right. Yeah, but, I don't uh I I don't I don't know. I don't really have opinions anymore on this. I don't think it impacts us at all because he's staying a part of creative. So he's still I don't head think, of creative, yeah. Yeah, like I don't think this changes a damn thing we're gonna see until he unless he's like officially removed from the company at some point. I think we're gonna keep seeing the same product. We're going to see him more as we found out this week. So, which kind of sucks. It does suck. I, I, man, the two most oblivious crowds I think I've ever seen in my life. That was just absolutely ridiculous what we saw this week. But we, we'll get to that. Um, the other thing before we get to Chad's, I guess, um, news from the week. For Impact Slammiversary, uh, we had some untimely. It, it's it's really just never timely. Uh, but Tim White and Dave Hebner both passed away. Both, uh, I don't know, all time referees. Probably, definitely two of the top ten. Two of the top ten. Easily. I, I don't know if either of them make the top five when we talked about this last week, but definitely two of the top tanks. They were both people we nominated right outside the top five. We talked about top five referees last week. Yeah. We, we even mentioned Tim White as an option, and then we cut him out of the top five. And then, like, the oh, next wow. day he passed away. Oh, wow. That's like, that has to be our new equivalent of, uh, of when we say someone's getting a push and they get released it's <laughs> if we if we kick someone five. out of the top five they're gonna die <laughs> that week 
I really hope not. You know, you know, you know who's just outside of my top five wrestlers of all time? Bond I don't Wagner. think you should say this. Hulk Hogan. You want? Uh, okay, I, I think we're getting too far now. I like <laughs> now you're wishing people death by 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 doing a bit. <laughs> I'm not doing a bit. I just think Hulk Hogan's the number six wrestler of all time. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Damn. He's also just not a good person. Yeah, Moving he's on. Also a terrible wrestler. Um, yeah, Chad, Slammiversary. Oh, dude, Slammiversary was pretty awesome this year. As I said last week, they had a bunch of shout-outs to Original Impact. They did a, a Ultimate X match, which was pretty good. They changed the X Division Championship to Speedball Mike Bailey. Uh, they had WWE's own AJ Styles make an appearance on a video, a recorded video package, uh, talking about his time in. Uh, impact they had a couple other old impact stars make appearances throughout the show they had a big impact originals team make a, a match so definitely a lot of shout outs to the 20th anniversary of impact wrestling throughout the show um a couple other new champions you had jordan grace win the women's championship the impact knockouts championship my star my bad the good brothers win the impact tag team champions amazing main event where josh alexander and uh eric young brought back pretty much every single finishing move from an impact great they did samoa joe's uranagi they did a styles clash they did jeff jarrett's guitar they pulled out uh uh christopher daniels uh jumping moonsault if they're like a great of the original impact josh alexander and eric young did it and it was fucking awesome i got about 26 and a half beers throughout this three hour show which is fucking wild and you drank for the whole thing I tried. I did not make it to 26 and a half. <laughs> I'm actually going to um, do my best. I think I'm going to try to drink for Forbidden Door. It looks like one that I might be able to survive. It is smaller than a normal AEW pay-per-view. Yeah. It's nine matches so far. It's 10. It's, it's 10. 10? 10. Yeah. They're um, usually like 13 or 14, though. Yeah. No, it used to be like eight matches that were just like solid and then last pay-per-view it was like huge they also this, don't have like uh, an anarchy in the arena or or battle royale or stadium stampede or they don't have like a six and a half to throw in the middle of that pay-per-view thank yeah. god and I, I appreciate new japan pro wrestling for that because i think that has some a little bit to do with them because we'll get to it later but like there's no big stipulation matches it's the the throwaway matches it's like the six-man tags and stuff like that that like new japan is like super big for and they do a pretty good job with their multi-man tag team matches we've got a couple of those instead of some random stipulation match i will say this looks like the hardest card i've ever had to predict like there were so many that i had no fucking idea I agree. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Um, I would like to say a quick fuck you shout out to What Culture Wrestling uh, for Slammiversary. Uh, I saw this on Twitter. They had basically a YouTube video that they posted that said that AJ Styles appeared at Slammiversary, which technically he did on a video like a little video package I, I guess what what did he say like he was like thanking 
impact for everything or whatever. Yeah, he was like talking about the years. importance of impact in his career. He was congratulating them for them. He he did thank WWE at the end for letting him do it, but he mostly was like talking about how impactful TNA and Impact were on his career, making him who he was, and thanking them for that, and then talking about the importance of doing twenty years in the industry. Either way, like the video that what Culture Wrestling posted was it basically implied that he was live at the arena in the middle of the ring doing all those things, which is just a thousand percent false. It's just for them to get more clicks. And it's just insane. Like go fuck yourself. What was he like Photoshopped into a video of the ring? The thumbnail for the video was him Photoshopped in the middle of the ring. (laughs) That's terrible fucking insane also i would like to say that i did see um i think it was the the right it was the the knockouts championship that they did a queen of the mountain match queen of the mountain match um fucking awesome saw some highlights from that it seemed like it was an insane match did you see the highlight of uh, diana perrazzo and chelsea green go through that table i yeah yeah. like a 20 foot ladder they fell out of the ring and through two tables yeah I was worried they were dead. It did not look good. Um, it was really just like the it throughout the video, like I was learning, I was l- watching the highlights and then at the same time learning the rules of said queen of the mountain match. And uh, it's just insane. Yeah, you're not eligible until you get a pinfall. And then once you pin somebody or submit somebody, you're eligible. And then once you're eligible to win, you have to go hang the belt, not pull it down. And then if you get pinned, you got to go sit in a box for a penalty box for two minutes. Yeah. And then um, how was the reverse battle royal? Is it exactly what we <laughs> that thought? That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, it was the biggest joke I've ever seen. They even had like trashy, like the bottom card, like shit. Uh, legends come back a shark boy won the thing (laughs) (laughs) lava girl would be so proud shark boy was before that shark boy was a real wrestler before shark boy and lava girl came out that's like your opinion man that's like a fact (laughs) that's how time works joe when is it though is it a fact yes (laughs) because i feel like that movie came out in the early 2000s Shark Boy and Lava Girl came out in 2005. Shark okay. Boy, the wrestler, never, was never definitely mind. before he was, Shark. He was a TNA original. Never mind. Yeah, he debuted in 99. All right, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Um. So we're going to do the weekly recap, as we always do for prediction shows. Uh, we'll do the weekly recap of all the shows chronological order and then we'll get into our aew new japan pro wrestling forbidden door predictions at the end of the show we're going to start with smackdown um we opened the show with vincent kennedy kennedy mcmahon so there was all this hype he's going to open the show and this is on the day of him saying he's like, or basically the news breaking that he's stepping down as CEO or stepping away as CEO. And everyone thinks it's going to be this big speech or whatever. And he's done all these terrible things all this hush money shit. Um, clearly the crowd in 
Where the fuck were they? I definitely tweeted it. I didn't put it in my notes. Nebraska Nebraska was on Monday. Okay, so Nebraska was Monday. Oh, that was... Okay, so that was Monday. What was Friday? Milwaukee? Sure. One of those M's, like Milwaukee or Minnesota or Minneapolis or something. It was... was, I wrote Minnesota on my notes. Oh, somebody chanted like M-A blah, blah, blah. So I think it was Minnesota or M-I, whatever. No, I wrote Minnesota down in my notes. So it was definitely Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. So... Vince Vince comes out and he says, well, first of all, the crowd cheered the shit out of him and was singing his theme music. So clearly they didn't get any of the, they, they didn't read any of the wrestling news, which kind of makes sense. Like WWE crowds just are not actual fans of wrestling and they actually just, I, I don't know. Does it, you guys feel like WWE fills a lot of their seats with free tickets? Well, considering Chad has gone to the, to the past two Raws, the past two Raws Chad has gone to has been uh, buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free. Yes, I definitely think they give away tickets. I saw this crazy thing from somebody on Twitter a couple weeks ago for Raw saying they got like, um, like ramp side tickets for free, like last minute that were like given to them because they couldn't fill the seats or whatever. I don't think it's as much like, I don't, I know I, I do agree that I think we fill a lot of seats with people that don't watch a lot of wrestling because like people think this is fun to just go to. I do think more of the fandom that you see on a raw or a SmackDown are people that only watch this product and they don't follow it like we do and read the news and follow the stuff. They just see what they see on Fox on Friday from, eight to ten and that's all they know that's all they follow and when you Which do that fine. the only thing you're going to see is you're going to see vince mcmahon starting the show and you're going to be like excited because you don't know that he's a big old creep that used company money to pay <laughs> some girl you know but but then so uh, it's just so weird because like then if you're one of those people like put yourself in their place and you see him come out to the ring all he all he does is go about the ring and talk about then now forever together and then leaves how confused they must have fucking been because i was fucking confused i oh and then he says welcome to smackdown it's just like what the fuck is going on it's i i was texting you guys on friday like Dude's just a, a huge troll. The I dude, don't know, I don't know is who troll. he's trolling. I don't know who he's trolling, but he's trolling somebody. Oh, he's I forgot to mention it in the opening. But did you see that there's like five law firms that have opened separate uh, claims against the the WWE because they said that they're abusing stockholder money and like detriment to the company or the com- people are being a detriment to the company's stock so that there's like groups of shareholders that are uh, legal action against Vince McMahon and the WWE since last week did not see that but it would make a lot of sense it kind of reminds me of 2006 or 7 when he killed himself inside of his limo before or like weeks before Chris Benoit died I do remember when 2007 his limo exploded quote-unquote with but him inside of it. 
quote unquote. Yeah, he was not, but you know. <laughs> I mean, because that was that was like a big deal for shareholders and stuff like back then. So that's just what it makes me think of. Uh, I don't know. This whole thing's just fucking wild. I can't I can't believe what's going on. He's the biggest troll in I've ever seen. This is just a fucking troll move, dude. He's trolling every one of those legal companies that is like taking him on. He's taking on every person on the board. He's trying to kick him out. He's just trolling them all. Well, let's get into the actual wrestling then. Um, the very first thing after that, according to my notes at least, was Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. Riddle did a promo to start the show after that, after the Vince McMahon thing. Uh, he made the crowd really think he was going to fucking win that match at the end of the night. He also yeah. confirmed Orton's uh, surgery during that promo. Oh, I did not know that. I, yeah, he confirmed that Orton was getting surgery. There was a lot of stuff that I kind of didn't really pay a lot of attention to this week. Um, I think the only thing I really paid attention to this week was Rampage. And as, as far as paying attention to, I mean, like, watched every match, paid attention to every promo. And that's what I mean by paying attention. Yeah. AKA watch the show. Um, most of the time wrestling is just on in the background and I'm looking at my phone scrolling Twitter, but I think there's only like three and a half things to talk about in, on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, I don't even want to talk about this Madcap match because it was fucking awful. Yeah, Madcap won. Um, yep. That's about... Oh, and then... Uh, I was and gonna, then, uh, Yeah, I was going to get into the Corbin and McAfee stuff. That's yeah, that's worth that, talking that's about. It, yeah. So after the match, McAfee uh, kind of starts talking shit about Corbin and then Corbin like calls him out for talking shit and then it seems like McAfee and Corbin are uh, are starting a feud. SummerSlam? Question mark. Uh, I'm thinking SummerSlam. That would be my guess. Yeah, the th this was like one of the the first McAfee things I think that I didn't really enjoy that much. It 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 still wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen, but uh, but he asks the crowd in Minneapolis to uh help him laugh at the laugh this jabroni the hell out of minneapolis minnesota and the whole crowd laughs and i was like i don't like when he when he talks to talks to the, the audience and has them do weird things i don't like when wrestlers or commentators tells the crowd to to have a reaction so like tells them what to chant yeah yeah unless it's so. the yes unless it's the yes chant yeah but that was kind of their choice um so yeah, so it seems like this is going to be a feud. I think it'll be a good feud. Oh well, I think it'll be a good match. I don't know how much how good the feud's going to be, but McAfee's involved. Love McAfee, um, and I want to see him do everything in WWE. If, if anything, so. the promos will be good coming out of it. Um, yeah. I also, I also had a sign just from that match uh, that said uh, Corbin likes his steaks well done. Yeah, I wrote the same thing. Uh, big no no. For anyone, for all you steak yeah, you, steak fanatics out there, uh, you never go well done. That's just that's that's like a my wife and my mother in law move. Like they like their steaks well done, and um, well, it's just wrong. Big, not a big fan. Not a big just, fan. 
just wrong. It's just not good. It's really hard to, it's really hard for me when I grill steaks for my family, for me and my father-in-law to be like, well, we're like medium, medium rare people. Like I'm a medium rare guy for steak. Uh, so those come off like minutes earlier. And then I just have to leave my wife and my mother-in-law's steak on there until it's just completely burnt. You could put yours on later and then they could all come off at the same time. Yeah, I could do that, but I'm not a grill master. Not yet. (laughs) Anyway, do you want to talk about Shanky at all? Uh, What did Shanky do? He had had the match with New Day. It was... It was a terrible match. Uh, Xavier played Felicia and made Shanky dance, and that's why they lost. Oh, I definitely spaced out during that. Or it was I, a ter- it was either that terrible no, match. No, you know Francesca. What I, did? I walked out of Francesca. Yeah, Francesca. I, I walked out of the room at the end of that match. Maybe during that entire match, I don't I don't remember. But I walked out of the room and just didn't catch any of it. And I came back and I saw that the new day had won, and I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, and did not write anything down about that. Um, yep. The next big thing that I had was the the whole like Drew McIntyre and Sheamus thing for Money in the Bank. Yeah, Adam Pearce like is expected. not making any sense right now. It's just like, <laughs> why? It's fine. I think that they're both good additions to the match, but then why did we have the double count out last week or even have a yep. qualifying match between the two of them last week? Well, have them, have them do legitimate qualifying matches between two other people and both get in. Chad, do you think they're good additions to the Money in the Bank match to former world champions? He, it's I think. fine that former world champions are in it. It's just you don't want to see former world champions win it. Exactly. They add good value to the match. They're both good wrestlers. Uh, Sheamus has proved he's very good in Money in the Bank matches. He's been there. He's done it. It's great. Drew McIntyre adds value to any match, 100%, without a doubt. So I'm perfectly fine with both those being people we add. And they're people that haven't been in the main event recently that we're adding. And I'm okay with that. I just prefer Drew somebody McIntyre's who hasn't won it before. The main event. Yes, was- he has. He faced Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. Truth. He hasn't been in the main event since he was the champion. He's been on the pay-per-views and he's been on the card, but he hasn't been the main event. Okay. And he's the he's perfect had, person to put in the money in the bank right now because he's okay, a I, world contender. He's a TV he's main not, event guy right now. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's never left the upper echelon of like WWE rankings, I guess I should say. I mean, I agree with that. He's going to, he's easily a main eventer. Yeah. But we haven't seen him in the main event in a while now that we've seen Sheamus. So I like the addition of these two. Yeah. I mean, you can't always have everybody in the main event. So, but and this it, is an eight person match. So, like adding a couple of former world champions that are good in ladder matches, I'm okay with. I was, yeah, quite, I'm, I was quite literally about to ask, like, what other not former world champions are in the match. And I'm looking at it and none. Literally, the rest of the competitors, other than Drew and Sheamus. And Seth Rollins are all not former world champions, and there's still three people left to go in the match. So I don't know anyone else that's in it other than the three you just named. Who are the other people in it? Uh, uh, almost. 
Omos. Oh, never mind. Sorry. Oh, fuck. Omos is in. Omos and then Shinsuke or Sami Zayn. So never mind. Omos is just there to take a to take people off the top of the ladder, and then yeah. he'll take a big bump from a ladder, and then if he wins, I've said this a thousand he times. Won't. I'm done watching WWE. Yo, I had a really good thought <laughs> about this the other day. I want to bring it up while we're on SmackDown. I think I have the perfect way to do Money in the Bank, and we've never talked about this. On the so uh, on the this is climbing the corporate ladder. This no. is. Oh, I'm assuming okay. this is not like Cody comes in and wins. No, money it has nothing bank. with Cody. It has nothing to do with Seth or Riddle, who were like the three big ones on the internet. It's like Cody, Seth, and Riddle are like the ones everyone keeps talking about. What probably the only ones that are gonna win? Yo, what if Sami Zayn wins it? I I want and then they build the bloodline storyline around him having the money in the bank, and then he wins the title off of Roman. No, I've wanted not. I I want it like I was so over on Sami Zayn winning the money in the bank ladder match in 2019. That was my prediction in 2019. Guess who won it then? Lesnar, some idiot. But it would make so much sense to sell their storyline to have Zayn win it. No, I'm down. Whatever. And it would be like the culmination of the last year of Zayn as to like win the title. I don't think he'll keep it very long, but like, holy fuck, that'd be awesome. I don't think he's ever going to be a main event star. No, I like there. There was a time where I was like 100 behind it. I don't know if they've if they've done too much damage to make but to him by making him a comedic star. We'll see if he's even in the match though. He has to face Shinsuke, but I think he wins that match. I think he's in. He should, but Ugh. yeah, I, I honestly think they might have done too much damage to his his character to ever give him the main championship. I think his ability on the mic would also make him a perfect person to give a money in the bank to. I think he would that would be an awesome storyline for like a really long time is listening to Sami Zayn talk about the money in the bank. He would yeah. Be- and, and, and with your storyline there, there's a definitely the, the good storyline of, Oh, I'm of course I'm not going to cash in. I'm uh I'm going to carry this for a year. And then, you know, he kind of does that. Like he grabs the briefcase while, while Roman is down and then gets kind of caught. And yeah. he's like, no, no, I wasn't going to cash in. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it, it being entertaining too. I wouldn't even be surprised if they did that. And then he loses to Roman. Like he yeah. cashes in and doesn't get it. Yeah. But I think it would be a very fun thing for Sami Zayn to be the money in the bank. If uh, I'll say this right now, Sami Zayn wins money in the bank. He will not win the title. He's never going to be a WWE champ. It would need to turn. It, need, it would need to be a really awesome face turn and rise through the rankings story yeah. for Sami Zayn think, ever to win. Because he's good. I think the only way that Sami Zayn winning money in the bank works is, especially with him being in the bloodline, is him telling Roman, who would have to stay the champ the entire time that he is money in the bank uh, winner, is him being like, I'm going to hold on to this money in the bank and just let it expire. Yeah, and on the very last day, he just cashes it in. The and very then, last day. or he cashes it in right before the money in the bank ladder match, and then somebody cashes in on him after the money in the bank ladder match next Same year. Paper. Oh, that would be crazy! Yeah, that'd be wild. We got anything else for yep. SmackDown other than the main event? 
Man, Raquel man. is also added to the women's money in the bank through Thank a God. through a match where multiple women were in it. I think she beat Shayna Baszler one on one. Oh, it's just Shayna. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Raquel's in uh, money in the bank. Also a great addition. Yep. We've seen her. We've seen her in stipulation matches in NXT, and I think she's a great addition. Specifically that War Games match where where we were all like, "Uh, who is this chick?" And then we were like, "Oh." She was the top performer in the match. Who's that? That's who that chick is. Six months before running the NXT Championship. Yeah, um, I mean, she's awesome. And then the only other thing is the last match was in, was awesome. Incredible Great storytelling. Incredible. I have a the master problem. of the of the two and two point nine second kickout. Roman Reigns like convinced yeah. the hell out of me that he might have lost the championship. The crowd After thought the so. RKO. Yeah. Um, I do have a problem with they ring the bell. There was less than two minutes of match. We cut to commercial. We came back. And then there was four minutes of match. And then we cut to another commercial. But it was like a 23-minute long match. Yeah. I mean, we talk about that all the time. We know that's a problem with SmackDown and Raw. Like, Let's not act we, like this like, wasn't like above average for them, if not the was. best SmackDown match we've watched in a it very was. long time. It was. It was. Um, and then Roman, Roman obviously wins, not without Riddle freaking everyone on the internet out with the RKO. Um, and then, yeah, the show ends. Uh, I'm kind of, wish it, it had. It, I'm kind of <laughs> sickened by the fact that this, that both titles, both t- Raw and SmackDown's titles haven't been defended since WrestleMania. And then the first match we have he retains okay good and then the same competitor that he won the titles from in an underwhelming match is the next competitor for roman reigns i'm kind of uh kind of disgusted by that honestly and it's at SummerSlam. yeah the second biggest pay-per-view of the year so like he goes he's gonna go three pay-per-views without defending he's gonna defend it once on smackdown which we just saw which we just talked about and then he's going to defend it on SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm I'm over this Roman Reigns championship run, not because he didn't do a good job in the majority of it, but because he did of the a great way. Great job. Yeah, he did a great job as the Universal Champion. He's di- like it's so fucking terrible to their product since he's been the Unified Champion. He's done a terrible job as the Undisputed, but not. Yeah. It's not and it's not. I don't think it's any fault at all to him. Well, I mean, he obviously wanted to take time off, and that's fine if he was not the only champion. Like, if he if he remained the Universal Champion and we still had people fighting for the WWE Championship, it'd be a totally different story. But since he's the only one, it's 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 been very underwhelming. I would have even been fine if, like, in the last three months since, well, two, I guess, it's almost been three months in the last almost three months since WrestleMania, if Roman's not going to be there, then make the United States and Intercontinental Championships the main event. Like, those every those week. guys, make it make those guys the main event. Make their storyline the main event every week. But... Yeah, it is a testament to... It's not. ...the booking we've been seeing that, th- th- like, this isn't the lowest point that wrestling... that we've ever seen WWE, that... They're like even without a championship on either sh- show, realistically, 
because he hasn't been on SmackDown for a long time until yesterday. Um, so without that, it's still not the, the worst we've ever seen, uh, seen the WWE product. But with that being said, Raw was terrible this week, and we should get into it. It was well, we should we should actually, go quickly over it. <laughs> oh yeah, we have to talk about Rampage. Rampage. Uh, Max. Castor. You don't want to know my my least favorite thing about Rampage? Go ahead. I hate Chris Jericho on commentary. I, I didn't mind like it, but I didn't mind it when he was like a neutral character or he was like a face. Him in this Jericho Appreciation Society on fucking commentary is just like, I would throw a fucking fireball at him because I'm a fucking wizard. Like that, he just says shit like that the whole fucking time. It's Dude, incoherent. It's not good. It fucking sucks and it kills the whole commentary team. Even when Rampage first started and he was still a heel with the inner circle, I still enjoyed him on comment. And then he turned neutral and then he turned face. And I was, I was like, oh, I still enjoy him. And now it's just, you're right. His character work in Jericho's Appreciation Society is kind of just annoying to listen to. It's fucking terrible. And he ruined this entire first match between John Moxley and Dante Martin for me because he just kept talking about how much he hated John Moxley because they're rivals right now and just fucking talked about fireballs and being a wizard the whole fucking time. But fucking hated this, it. Didn't but even this notice is like the, this is the third time. Too. This is the third time that we've seen John Moxley versus Dante Martin and the commentary team, aside from Chris Jericho, um, mentioned that every time that they face each other, Dante Martin gets closer to winning. And I think that, that this was this was a good match. I, I thought it was a good match too. I just wish I had better commentary. Had like, <laughs> I wish I had like just Taz, Ricky Starks, or like just the normal team. Like why not just use the same commentators with fucking dynamite? I think JR will never do Rampage. I think he's a dynamite only guy. It's just but Rampage is fucking doing fucking- Tony, Excalibur, and Taz. I don't see why they couldn't just do that. I think they should cancel Rampage. Yeah, Rampage is not adding (laughs) enough value most of the time to be worth it. I really think they should just get rid of Rampage or move, maybe move Rampage to a different night and not call it Rampage and make it their Ring of Honor weekly show. Yep. Make it two hours. Honestly, I don't watch it 75% of the time. So. It's pretty trash every week. I don't think I've ever missed an episode of Rampage, and that hurts me to say because most of the time it fucking sucks. There's usually one really good match on Rampage. This the wrestling's had... fine. That's not the point. You know, yeah. it's just like it has nothing There's, to it, do it with adds any nothing of to the storylines. Story yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the wrestling's thing. always going to be there with AEW, but like the storyline progression is not there. And half the time it's a fucking it's storylines I don't fucking care about. Like on yeah. this for long, we had a fucking squash match. Yeah, we had fucking Jay Cargill. That was another squash match. The Bobby Fish I'm, match. Like these were okay, but like I didn't care about these storylines at all. Yeah. So so the second match was a was a, uh, Gun Club versus or and Max Caster versus the Jobbers of Bear Country and Leon Ruff. Who uh, Leon Ruff actually, reference? Yeah, I actually appreciate Leon Ruff. Um. Don't care about that match. I think that Gun Club and and their friends won it. Max Caster did poke fun at the Vince stuff, which I thought was yeah, funny. Yeah, he made a yeah three million dollar reference. Um, yeah. The only other thing that I really took away from Rampage was that they announced the winner take all tag team match for Forbidden Door. 
Uh, and I was just going to say that Chad was right. Well, I, just, I have you in text messages writing that, and I almost posted it on Twitter uh, two times this week. You said Chad was right in a text message, and I I, I trimmed it down and almost posted it. Um, I will. The, the only other note I had from this is that Willow Nightingale is like crazy over. I mean, fans love Willow. I will love Willow. Willow's she's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah, she's fun. She's, I think she's getting yeah. a, a little bit of a... What? Uh, I don't want to say the word push, but she's definitely getting some uh, some time on AEW. I think she's in a yeah, she'll probably match sign soon. Next week, I think she's already signed, but I think we will get the Willow Nightingale as All Elite soon. At some point soon, yeah. Well, if she's not All Elite, she's going to be on Ring of Honor. I think that's where she's going to go. I think so too. I think that might be why they're holding out on that graphic. Um, I think she could beat Mercedes Martinez. Oh. Oh, all right. Um, let's get into Raw. Um, Raw was fucking terrible. Yeah, it started Raw. out with the announcement that Rhea Ripley had an injury and it's not going to be at the pay per view, which was par for the course for the night of Raw. Just disappointing news. I'm uh, I'm really scared about that one, honestly, because uh, there was some dirt sheet tweet that said it, it's a it's a brain injury and yeah, she confirmed it was a brain injury in a response to someone's tweet so i don't know if brain injury is like a serious thing or like a concussion thing but either I mean, way yeah, those yeah, can be concussion. very serious and definitely scary yeah well so i'm uh i hope she gets well soon because she's actually one of my favorite women's wrestlers 100 any company i'm gonna keep rhea ripley then inside of my top five for <laughs> she's tattooed. in my top oh my five too. Got tattooed so, women's wrestlers she's my she's, top five period she's in my top five right now top of, five women's wrestlers lower. oh right now yeah also right now like looks and and wrestling ability oh yeah both so, definitely so but uh in her absence we decided to have a once again a true number one contenders match between four people that are definitely going to be at money in the bank and carmella so guess who won? <laughs> Wait, Carmella. Carmella ha- is is going to be facing B- oh, Bianca God. for the women's at, championship. At that point, we didn't know if Becky or Asuka would be at Money in the Bank. Yeah, but regardless I had a pretty of the good fact, guess regardless of the fact that Becky's on the poster, as soon, she's still not on the card. As soon as Carmella ran into like get the kick and they started to count it like immediately clicked in my mind like i can't believe i wait it took this long for me to realize it she's only in this match because she's not at the money in the bank they're not going to change that match they're i knew gonna... immediately that Liv and alexa were not winning and then becky and oscar were slated to have a match on raw this week before this fatal five way which they still did. they ended up having the match no that well i'm talking about my mind during them announcing oh, this seriously and I was like, well, they were slated to have a match, a qualifier match. And then there's just Carmella. And I was like, well, Carmella's probably going to win this. And then I saw this tweet after the match, after she won. And I'll see if you guys agree with this. Carmella is just the women's side Dolph Ziggler. No, Dolph Ziggler is really good. No, no, no. I'm talking, about, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about plug and play ability. No, I don't agree. I, I put don't. her more at Baron Corbin. 
that's probably a really good reference. Baron Corbin, they trust they, they trust her a lot. As you can see here, they're putting her on the pay-per-view with almost no backstories. So they trust her a lot. I, but she's not going to get a good gimmick. She's going to lose. I think the Baron Corbin reference is actually really good. I could see that. I was just thinking, like, I, I agreed more with the Dolph Ziggler one because of the plug-and-play into title matches thing. Like, it's yeah, it was a couple more. years there where he was just always in a pay-per-view match and there was no build to it. It's happened. Yeah, exactly. It's happened way more with her and Ziggler. And like Corbin, how many times has Corbin had a world title match? Uh, he had that one where he was the money Seth in the bank Ro- guy and then lost. Well, yeah, he also had the one where where he and Lacey Him and Evans, Evans. Went, went, Yeah, th- that was 2019 at Money in the Bank. He and Lacey Evans faced, uh, Seth, faced and Seth Rollins and Becky for both titles. I will yeah. just continue to say one thing. The last person to pin Roman Reigns on SmackDown is Baron Corbin. It's a fact. He hasn't lost a match or been pinned on SmackDown since that fucking dog food storyline with Baron Corbin. Huh. That was before COVID. Wow. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. It, but... was, it was before Roman went away and came back as a, as a heel. Roman was the face in that in that match. Roman turned heel almost like as soon as he came back at SummerSlam after COVID started, like six months after COVID started. Yeah, Joe always says right. shit like this, and like he's usually right. So I'm just gonna yeah, push the I believe I'm, button. Yeah, I'm gonna take your word for that because you're. I mean, you just have a a weird brain that just remembers stuff like that. Yep. Um, Vince McMahon came out again. Oh, yep, fuck. that that happened, and he announced. And he, he, he announced something that has been announced for weeks that John Cena was going to be on Raw next week. He did create a, a dank meme though, jumping off those stairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of those this week. Um, none of them have been really that great, but it's whatever. None that really jump out to me, at least I'll say that. Um, Omas qualifies for Money in the Bank. Does that make any sense that he beat Riddle? No, it makes no fucking sense. That means. Like Riddle took Roman Reigns to his fucking to the, to the edge, and then on like three days later, some fucking random shitty wrestler beats the guy that took Roman Reigns to the edge. So are we going ahead and saying that almost can beat Roman Reigns, or get even closer to beating Roman Reigns? Yeah, I think that's what that's they're trying the, to get that's at. the fucking that's the fucking storyline we put forward there. He's if, a big that, sweaty man, Joe. If it's just so ridiculous. It's yeah. this non-established wrestler that's not anywhere near the top of the card is is beating the guy that almost beat the the unified, undisputed, whatever the fuck you want to say, champion. That's it's such a terrible precedence to send. Yeah, I, I, I wrote that exact note almost is that this makes zero sense and almost eliminates Riddle from being a main eventer. Like they did a I, great the great thing for Riddle. And then they beat him down three days later. I yep. think Riddle will continue to be a TV main eventer, but I think I told you guys this week, Riddle is never winning the I, WWE Championship. I do like where they went with the Seth Rollins stuff here, though, because I think he, him and Seth Rollins will have a, bang, a banger of a match at SummerSlam. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's they clearly be put the seats for it, and I think that's going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Seth, who uh, just like- had the best match of the last pay-per-view against the guy who just had the best SmackDown match in year, if not more. Seth, let's be honest. Seth is having the best year of anybody in WWE. 
and he's losing. Yeah. Yeah. He's losing it's every fucking match. fucking wild. It's insane. He's having a better year than Roman. And he's yeah, losing. Because he's, he's on TV every week. Yeah. That that has a lot to do with it. Um, what about this uh, Elias and Ezekiel stuff? Only good thing on Raw. I hated it. Why? Because it was the worst fake beard I've ever seen. That's literally the only reason. Like you knew we we talked about this, didn't we? Like that's the only way. No, I'm agreeing with you. It's the only way. I'm just so fucking done with it. I liked it. This is going too far. I am done with it. I do appreciate Kevin Owens playing into it. I think he does a good job with it, but he was barely featured this week. It was mostly Elias and Ezekiel, and I I just that was the worst fake beard ever. Like I've well, seen it's better. Elias, it's Elias, Ezekiel, and then probably Elrod. Elrod. <laughs> we might be getting Elrod next. That's week. so stupid. They need to fucking stop with this. I hate it. I like it, dude. I think it's hilarious. I you know how certain stupid storylines get over. And yeah. this is one of those stupid storylines. This has not gotten over with me. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but it's, it's right it's now just it's like not. it's just like Wendy Chu, man. Yeah, I think you just need to turn your brain off, Chad. Just turn your brain off a little bit and you'll appreciate it a little bit more. But yeah, so that's the only thing I liked on Raw. Um Dewey texted me this week out of the blue, um, asking if Elias and Ezekiel were um two different people. I legitimately think that our good friend Dewey thinks that Elias and Ezekiel are actually two different people. Um, oh God, J- Chad, you don't know Dewey personally. So I'll, I'll, I'll put this one out to Joe. Joe, what do you have to say to Dewey? Nothing. Um, just because, just because I know how stupid he is. So this kind of like you're saying that this kind of makes sense. This kind of rolls into what you've always thought about Dewey and yeah, that he's a no, fucking idiot. No, it's like he's easily tricked because he doesn't have a lot going on upstairs or downstairs. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. Chad, as somebody who doesn't know Dewey, uh, as someone who doesn't know Dewey, that guy sounds like a fucking idiot. <laughs> it sounds like you do know him. <laughs> it sounds like you know him pretty well. Yeah, no, he sounds like an idiot if he thinks Elias and Ezekiel are not the same person because that was the fakest beard I've ever fucking seen. I did I did tell Dewey we were going to give him a shout out on this week's episode. Um, I didn't tell him what it would be about, but I feel like he has a pretty good idea that it's going to be about this. I didn't tell him whether or not we were going to roast him, though. But yeah, Dewey, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Um, Dewey, Dewey brings cards to the beach, Chad. Cards? Cards to the beach. What do you like? Cards take? against humanity to the no, beach? I'm, I'm talking about like playing cards, like two through eight. He plays poker at the beach. 52 cards. Why? I, th- I think he brought. Uh, so we saw a picture. This is a group text from people we, Joe and I, used to hang out with in Hawaii. They sent a, a group text saying that they were playing cards at the beach and it was working. And come to find out a little bit later, less than an hour later, actually, that the cards were blowing away in the wind. No yeah. shit. No shit. You're at the beach. What the fuck? It, it was a reference to to a conversation we had years ago 
where years ago years and years ago where we were all planning on going to the beach and dewey woke up drunk and continued to drink that morning and he was like hey what do you guys want to do at the beach it's like same thing we always do at the beach dude drink and and go in the water and sit on the sand he's like okay comes back five minutes later hey do you guys want to play cards at the beach no, Dewey, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> and he's been trying to justify that stupid ass, drunk ass thought since uh, ass thought since that happened. Ass thought. It's, and it didn't work. Yeah, didn't work. it just it just doesn't work at all. Like, we even, I will say the closest the closest thing we found was that you can buy like weighted cards, uh, and they're specifically like playing cards for the beach. Because I guess this is like a thing, and they it's not sell them. That interests me. But it, I guess it's a thing. But it's like they sell them on Amazon, so it has to be a thing. Like weighted cards, so that they don't blow away while you're at the beach, or I guess so that you can play cards outside. I don't fucking know. It's just a weird thing. I am so done talking about how stupid of an idea cards at the beach is. That's fucking stupid. There's so much <laughs> other shit to be doing at a beach than playing cards. Chad, what's your favorite beach activity? Uh. Other, I'll I'll preface it with this. Let's say tanning and getting in the ocean are exempt. What's your favorite and drinking? What's I would. What are your favorite beach activities? Well, I would even with those three on the list. My number one is beach football. I'm a beach football guy. Uh, I don't even like getting in the water, slinging around that pigskin. Yeah, I like slinging the pigskin with the ladies there. Oh, I happened to overthrow just a little bit, dive into the ladies lap you know yeah, i'm all about I that bet. that's how i have four kids you know so i got moves um you had moves once four times that, that actually no that quite well, literally no, it, just means it, you had moves once i had moves once got one person and that one person produced four <laughs> children um that's on the sex four times i've only done it four times and they were all great they all lasted approximately 15 seconds um that's a minute total dude yeah congrats i've had that's a minute worth of that's, sex in that's my a life. good lifetime lifetime run yeah it's more than joe's had so you know <laughs> Ooh. oh man uh back to the raw that we were talking about long before we got on the topic of cards and beaches and how dumb dewey is this person i've never <laughs> met uh you know what else was dumb theory did a pose off again with himself yeah yeah that's that's all we have to say Bobby I will Lashley. say I will say what wasn't dumb that came out of it was a pretty decent match um, where Theory said that Bobby Lashley would have to do a gauntlet match in order to earn a United States Championship match, which um, if there's one thing, if there's things that I'm, fan, I'm a fan of, it's number one contenders matches and gauntlet matches in WWE. They do them really well, and I don't think this was terrible. Uh, especially the first match where Bobby Lashley versus Kat, Chad Gable. I yeah. love this was fun to watch. And then it was Otis, right? Yeah, yep. and then it was Otis, which ended in disqualification, and then it was Theory. And the Theory one kind of was just a roll-up. It was like a Theory was like la- very, very lax because Otis had beaten up on Bobby Lashley, and then uh, which, Bobby got a big roll-up, which means Bobby's the number one contender, I guess? Yeah, yeah. which it... it <laughs> It's kind of like a good thing and a bad thing all in the same because I like gauntlet matches, but 
if the last person in the gauntlet match is already the champion, then it just turns it into a champions contenders match. Fact. Which I fucking hate. I will but, say this is good because it gets uh it gets the United States championship off of off of theory so that he could have his match for against Cena with without a championship on the line. Well he didn't lose the title yet. No, not yet. Are you saying you assume he will long before he faces Cena at SummerSlam? That's at, at, at some yeah. I don't think that there there's gonna be a title on the That's line. That's a thousand percent gonna be for the title. I, I would assume it's for the United States Championship. It's Cena for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's the yeah. United States Championship. It's his it's his belt. Yeah, the, but you John think John Cena's Cena, gonna win a title in WWE? John No, Cena I think Theory the wins both of these matches. You think that John Cena loses to Austin Theory? His I name's think, Theory, first I think, of all. Well, no, I think two out of three times, yes, he loses. They will have three matches on pay-per-view. Whoa, you think Theory and Cena's a fucking series? Yeah. I don't think Cena's going to do three matches. That's fucking wild. You're wild. Four times I've been pretty wild. Yeah. You've been <laughs> wild for an entire minute of your life. Chad's <laughs> drunk. <laughs> uh, uh, on that note, by the way, Sonic seltzers fucking suck. <laughs> These are disgusting. Chad's drinking Sonic seltzers. Like Sonic, quite literally, the fast food chain. Uh, they have made seltzers, I guess. And Chad decided. Fucking suck. So uh, walk me through. Walk me through your thought process when you went to the store and you were like, "Oh wow, oh, this you is know actually... who probably makes a good seltzer? This fast food joint, Sonic." No, what I said was I was at the store and I I saw them and I said, "Oh my god, my favorite thing in all of fast food is a cherry limeade from Sonic." I don't even like the food at Sonic. I just go there sometimes just to get a Route 44 sized cherry limeade because I love the cherry limeade. Okay. And one of the flavors of the seltzers was cherry limeade. So I was like, holy fuck, that might be really good. The other ones kind of sound meh, but that one might be really good. No, that one fucking sucks too. They all fucking suck. All four flavors of Sonic seltzer are, are like the food at Sonic. I would, just say, I would just say hot take right now seltzers as a whole kind of suck no like i like a lot of seltzers and these this these taste like but actually like booty i'm gonna take that back in the past week i've had the new truly margarita style seltzers i don't know if you guys have had those but oh my god they're oh, delicious dude. it's all about the new white cloth surf edition they are fucking delicious yeah they're great the surf from wife, the surf edition from White Claw is like a favorite pack of seltzers I've ever had. Yeah, I feel like really you guys good. are always ahead of me in these new seltzers that the kids are drinking. We're just aficionados. Can we get through Raw? We're yeah, done. It's with pretty Raw, much right? done. I mean, Oscar qualified for Money in the Bank in the main event. That was. Oh, I do have one thing to say about that, real quick. Sure. I think this unhinged Becky character is the best character work she's done since she bled because of Nia Jax. Absolutely. And I fucking love every minute of watching Becky Lynch character work right now, which thank God, you know, we're back to Becky Lynch doing good character work again. Cause her, her championship run was good matches, but not great character work. True. Yeah. This unhinged, like fucking freak out and like just attack people. Fucking Becky Lynch. This feels right. It does. I fucking love it. And hopefully there's some sort of 
I don't know, last chance qualifier. For yeah, I think her bank. and Riddle are your last chance qualifiers. They almost have to be, right? Yeah. Yes. I hope so. Okay. Well, let's get into NXT then. I don't really have anything for Sola Sokoa versus Grayson Waller, like Grayson Waller won, but it was a nothing match. It was a good match. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Jordan Devlin is now JD McDonough. Yep, he is. Can't Super excited to name. see him on NXT. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there's no cruiserweight. He, he said he would be back for his title uh, at some point, and there's no title for him to come back to. I have to assume he means the North American Championship. Well, no, it, it, it was it was back when when he when they unified the title, the cruiserweight title, from yeah. the interim to, and he said back then that he would come back, and now he has nothing to come back to. Do you remember how good that ladder match to unify that title with Santos Escobar was? Yes. So like, that guy's gonna be on NXT. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, he's good. He was, um, he was trained by Finn Balor, so. Yeah, I don't know if I can like him or not, but I'll like him to begin with, but he's gonna end up being a heel character. Yeah, I don't know. So. He was me too. So Oh, he was? Uh, yeah. Mm, that sucks. Sucks to suck, dude. Unless of course you didn't do it. Um <laughs> I guess we'll go with that innocent till proven guilty thing. Uh what about this? I mean uh, we're we're over on that riddle right now, so <laughs> That's true, Chad. I still don't like Matt Riddle. But he's so good. who should be the last chance men's money in the bank then? Matt Riddle. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that I just wanted to make sure that your story was straight. That you don't like Matt Riddle, but you're rooting for him. I'm not rooting for him to win. I just think he makes the most sense to be in the match, and I want him in the match. Okay, so can- you like him. No, I think he adds a lot of value to the match and storytelling. It makes sense. I think he's going to have a great match if he gets in. I think he's going to have a great match with fucking Seth if he makes it to SummerSlam. But I'm allowed to not like him, so go fuck yourself. So you don't like him. I just want to make sure that... that All right, moving on. Uh, things clear. I do not like on yeah. NXT. You don't like Riddle, but he's a good wrestler. He is. He is, yeah. Okay, okay. Um. Yeah, NXT stuff. Wesley... This Wesley thing was weird as shit, was it not? Yeah, I don't, he, I don't like the crying thing. He spoke from the heart, man. It was. Was it, or was it just like good acting? <laughs> I, he maybe, mentioned Nash Carter like four times. Maybe. Uh, I also thought the Trick Williams thing at the end was sort of unnecessary. I, I could have just done with the, just the straight promo, but if that's the the program that they're going for, is him versus Trick Williams? I don't fucking know. Yeah, that's lame. It's it's pretty lame. Like with without Nash Carter and without MSK being a thing, like Wesley is quite literally falling off the face of NXT. But he kind of sucks. But he beat what's his nuts. He continues to win nothing singles matches. Yes, but he beat Zion Quinn, a guy I care a lot about. Exactly, he cared probably more about Matt Riddle than Zion Quinn. Oh, way more about Matt Riddle, even though I don't like him. You care about him, though. <laughs> so, wait. Okay, so he's a good wrestler. You don't like him, but you care about him. It's like you, Dill. Oh. 
You're talking about how Chad feels about me? Yeah. Oh. He doesn't like you, but he cares about you. Chad? No comment. Um, (laughs) Things I didn't like as well. uh, That really weird Apollo Crews promo. Didn't like that. I spaced yeah, out. Oh wait, no the 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 back alley thing. The back alley yeah. promo. That was super weird. <laughs> that was that was fucking terrible. <laughs> um, I do want to talk about one of my favorite matches from the week on this card. NXT did one of my favorite matches all week. It was Cameron Grimes versus Adrian Sanofi. I thought it was really good. Uh, and then I, at the end, there was like a respect moment where they like shook hands, and I was like, maybe Cameron Grimes is not heel. Yeah, I, I I definitely think he's turning heel. Turning. I think he he's either turning heel or he's that in it for himself, but still respects people. Kind of the Finn Balor treatment towards his time, his end of his second time at NXT. No, here's here's my take on it. Um, he is, and I'll say this: uh, you guys can kick bet me if you want. He is a thousand percent turning heel, and I could tell because by the end of the match, uh he had this shit eating grin on his face that was just the the most heelish looking grin i've ever seen but that's like a hint it's a hint yeah i know and it's coming and i liked it yeah that's it what, was like a good saying. hint but like not like a full-blown thing no he yeah he's not he's a thousand he's definitely not a heel yet he is turning heel though what he, if he goes heel in the main event of grand american bash and wins the belt no he's not gonna win Mm. I'd like to see it actually. I'm done. I think with, it would uh, be great to do that. I think he. I think he'd be a good NXT champion. A heel version, NXT champion. I would love it. Yeah, I'm kind of done with Brown Breaker right now. Yeah, so. so done with Goldberg Jr. You want him to move up to the main roster? I think it would be a fresh start for Goldberg Jr. to move up and face people that actually could beat him, because right now he feels like he's unbeatable in NXT. So yeah. you don't like him? No. But he's a good wrestler. I wouldn't even call him that. He's he's not a he's not a terrible wrestler. For for the amount of time he's been performing, he's not a bad wrestler. I was just trying er- to do the Matt Riddle parallels. He's not Matt Riddle. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Riddle like like Braun Breaker Steiner could be a great guy. But not not as entertaining in the ring. Whereas Matt Riddle is probably not a great guy, but he's good in the ring. Exact opposites, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what else? Main For, event. Uh, uh, should we talk about how Roxanne is going for the tag titles? Or I mean, we kind of already. I guess we kind of already talked about that back in the. I kind of wanted to skip it ago. because it was a terrible segment. Yeah, but Gigi but, looked great. She looked like she was uncomfortable in that little fucking. It, it was like she kept having to fucking adjust it. It was like a fucking. It was like latex suit. It was, suits. Very, it was like it was very tight. Ronda Rousey adjustment. Yeah, she kept, she fixed her dress like seventeen times. She looked uncomfortable as fuck. Probably was. But it's the. I don't know. It's it's just kind of what you do. I can hear that Chad is waiting on this Mavericks pick here. I'm watching it. Oh, we already you. traded this pick for Christian Woods. Wendell, we got Moore Christian Jr. Wood from a. He's not going to be a Maverick. He's going to be a Rocket. So yeah. So the main event. 
<laughs> yeah, the main event. Um, wait, actually, no. I, this is a very quick thing. I saw this on Twitter. Um, this has to do with Tiffany Stratton. Uh, somebody on Twitter puss. called. Go ahead, Joe. No, I said puss. That's the opposite of sup, as we discussed last week. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> this so Tiffany Stratton, um, and we can we can talk about whether or not this is her new nickname. But I saw someone on Twitter called her Tiffany Strap On. <laughs> <laughs> no, we cannot call her that permanently. That is bad. So we can call her that temporarily. <laughs> nope, not that either. That's right, bad. Give us like a timeline. How long can we call her that? You'd never call her that again, please. <laughs> So it was like a one-time deal. Yeah. So like just this episode. That joke was hilarious. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. The main event, Carmelo Hayes and uh, Tony, Tony D's, D's and the nuts. Tony D's and his nuts. Uh, Joe Burrow was there again. I already forgot his name. Two dimes. Well, he's uh, fired. So yeah, he's gone, but he's still there. He actually left two weeks ago, but he's still there. Um, Joe, you had a you had a take from this match that I think we all universally agreed upon when yeah. <laughs> you texted it to us, and I didn't realize it until after you texted it to us. Go ahead. Yeah, so the match ended. Obviously, we have this ongoing story with the family and Santos's, uh, Santos's, uh, whatever boys being a, a subset of the family because of that match at the last pay per view. Um, but obviously Santos is very unhappy with, with the fact that he's part of this family. So at the end of the match, uh, Santos has some brass knuckles that he's supposed to hand to Tony D and he slides it across the ring to, to Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes uses it as a weapon to win against Tony D'Angelo. So I text it out. So in this match, Santos Escobar was Wardlow. Tony D was MJF and sorry, the names, the names hurt sometimes. Carmelo Hayes and Carmelo, Carmelo Hayes was CM Punk. And uh, you guys agreed with me that this was the exact same finish as what we saw. What was it double or nothing? No, it was mm, the revolution. One that uh, revolution where, where Wardlow gave the diamond, the dynamite diamond ring to CM Punk so that CM Punk would win the match against MJF. It was the exact same finish, just brass knucks instead of a diamond ring. I will just say, Joe, it's times like this where I wish we were doing this podcast on video as well. Because you could see the way that Chad is eating popcorn right now. And oh my if we God. recorded this, if we recorded this on video, we could put in the background with no sound on the, the two the two things, you know? It does get recorded on video. We just don't. Yeah, it wouldn't be a very good time. video. We don't. Well, we just don't have the time. We would have to also put up yeah. YouTube videos. Yeah. In the future, Not... it's coming. But yes. Yes, boy. Yes, boy, Joe. I completely agree. This. Are we going to call it lazy booking? Or I don't does know. it make sense? I think it no, makes it, sense. 
it's it's it continues the storyline of Tony D versus Santos, um, but it was a lot, <laughs> a lot more abridged storytelling than uh than what we saw with Wardlow and MJF. Yeah. Didn't they just join factions with each other like five yeah. days ago? No, it was five like days, but ago. it was less than five weeks ago. It was probably two or three weeks ago. And they, they didn't have any long term storytelling here. They just like moved. Yeah, it was very too. rushed. Like me in the bed. Moving on. AEW. Chad. <laughs> All right, Dynamite. Um, I want to. <laughs> you got upset about T- Tiffany's strap on, but like, you keep on making. <laughs> Self deprecation is a whole other category of humor. I'm okay uh, with that. Right. Um, right. I want to. I want to start Dynamite with a sign and your your guys' thoughts on it. No, um, I think okay. I know what it is. Gatorade should be thicker. Yeah, I saw that too. No. <laughs> no. I wholeheartedly disagree with this fan. Yeah, that, that would be nasty. Be thicker. Joe? No. No. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to think of like a thicker Gatorade, and it's just like in a not a so, fro- so- not, not a frozen drink, but like a what does he um, want? Like a protein drink when he drinks like a, Gatorade? Like a protein shake, I guess. That's, or, that wasn't my that wasn't my thought. My thought was, uh, and you guys might not know about this, because um, I haven't I haven't used it either. But when I was uh, back back years and years ago, when I was training for a half marathon before I was fat, uh, <laughs> we we talked about humble brag. No, it was actually in between stages of being fat. It was I was fat, and then I was doing this, and then I got fat again. Do you um, think, wait, hold on. Do you think the reason that you stopped being fat was because you were actually working out? It might be that. I, I think it might be unrelated though. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no. So, uh, so they have these little, these little gel pack, these energy packs that long distance runners use uh, specifically like during marathons and stuff like that, um, that y- you, you take it and it, it's supposed to be like a high dose of like sugar or something like that to give you some amount of, of energy. I think Gatorade makes them. And so that's what they I do. thought. Yeah. So that's what I thought about for thick Gatorade. I thought nothing they about already, a protein. So well, the way that you're making the way that you're making it sound is that they already make it, and I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. So this fan is just oblivious. Or either that or he just doesn't run ever. Or or he doesn't think that any Gatorade should be water consistency. Maybe. It should all just be a gel. Yeah. I yeah, I wasn't that. thinking protein shake consistency. I was thinking gel consistency. Gross. Mm. I was thinking milkshake. Ugh. I'm... <laughs> anyway. So we're all in agreement. Gatorade should not be thicker. Gatorade's perfect the way it is. In comparison, Unless... in comparison to a snicker, it should be thinner. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Not thicker than a snicker. Correct. Okay. Okay. What's cool. that? <laughs> so we're done with NXT and we're on to AEW, which that, is why we talked. That, that okay, was yeah, that yeah. was the transition into AEW. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so, right, so Brian Danielson starts Danielson. off AEW, yeah. says he's too hurt to make either Forbidden Door or Blood and Guts. Um, I did write Boo. down one quote where he called the Jericho Appreciation Society the flaccid group of coxmen. Yep. Um. He mentioned the bad guy tunnel, which I thought was awesome. Yes. I loved that he made it a thing that we all knew was a thing, but like he confirmed it as a thing. 
Yeah. We all knew it was there. He said, so I'll run down everything here. So he uh, basically backed out of Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts, but that was the bad news. And then he has good news. And the good news was he has a replacement. Um, but then however said that he's not going to, he, he basically said, I came out of the bad guy tunnel, so I'm not going to tell you, which was awesome, but it's, and we're going to get into this with predictions because this this is going to be a prop bet. This is going to be a prop bet, but we're going to get into that. But he said that the person he, he handpicked somebody that's going to replace him to face Zack Sabre Jr. And he also said that that person's also going to be in blood and guts, which I'll get to this in a second. But Chad is just stuffing his face with popcorn. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Um, but he said that they are as like the best technical wrestler, basically, mm-hmm. that he could find. Mm-hmm. And... I forget what else. Yeah, that's I what he said. Like that might basically be it. Yeah, I think who, that we're, we're we're both gonna have the same two possibilities. We're we're gonna talk about it in predictions because it's gonna be a prop yeah. bet. We're gonna keep this. We're we're doing an extra prop bet just for who is the person. Yeah, we usually, just like we did when Cody wasn't usually, for WrestleMania. We usually do that. When we didn't a, do an extra. Prop yes, bet did. for yes, Cody. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We said, "Who will the mystery opponent be?" And everybody picked Cody Rhodes. Yeah, you're a dum dum. I don't think we did that because I remember having that thing, and we all took Cody as our who not on the card that day. Yep. Either way, we usually do a prop bet if there's a mystery opponent. That, I mean, yeah. that would make sense. I have it right well, here. I can't Chad. see any of those posts because fucking they're so long ago. It doesn't really no, matter. All the things you've ever posted in the group chat are no longer available. Mm. Yeah. Talk about something that really. But, sucks. Okay, so we're doing uh, who not right on the now. card and we're doing uh, who is the person? Yes. Yeah. Two different prop bits. What the fuck? I was not prepared for that. Yes, you are. You're definitely prepared for that. I'm. Not, I don't even have prop bets written down. Oh, dude, you're not prepared at all. Well, yeah, we did luckily, not do that. Luckily, we have. By the way, I have the WrestleMania about. predictions right here. We did, we didn't do that. We've done it in the past, but I think you're right. We did not do that. I'm looking at it right now. We didn't do it for WrestleMania. Yeah, sorry. Well, we should have. Okay. Sorry, we should have. I'm cool. I'm cool. Oh, I'm cool. Wait, all right. No. We're not gonna talk about who know, it is until I know. about no, 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 five minutes from now. I know why we didn't do it is because we all knew it was Cody. Yeah, I remember saying this. We would normally do a prop bet for this, but we would all pick Cody, so it doesn't fucking matter. I remember, okay. I specifically remember thinking that. All right, moving on. <sighs> so Danielson's out for Blood and Guts and Forbidden Door. The problem I have with this is in the very next 
thing, John Moxley had a backstage promo where he listed all of the competitors in Blood and Guts on his team and mentioned the fifth person being Wheeler Yuta. And Danielson said that the person that he picked is going to face Zack Sabre Jr. and be in Blood and Guts. Fact. So it, that's, it can't that's, be he said it was going to be a debut. He did. I'm pretty so it, it's it can't no, be. No, no, no. He said that this person is going to do wonders or something in AEW. Like it, he heavily implied that it's somebody who's not already in AEW. Yeah, but that like I think that then that was the line where I texted you guys. If it's Wheeler Yuta, I'm going to be pissed. Exactly, but then John Moxley. And are you talking about the backstage promo or when Danielson said that? Because John Moxley said he was he said like me, Eddie Kingston, uh, Santana Ortiz, and Yuta, and talking about how they are going to beat up the Jazz Jericho Appreciation Society, implying that Wheeler Yuta is the fifth person in Blood and Guts. When I would much rather see this new person. Well, there's a sixth a sixth man in there's a sixth man in. Uh in Jericho Appreciation Society now and Sammy Guevara. Oh shit. I forgot about Sammy. So. So I'm not going to so put gonna be six on, on six. That. Sounds like it. I totally forgot about that and I had a huge problem with him saying Wheeler Yuta was in the match and now I don't. Okay, cool. Let's move on while Chad is lagging in and out. <laughs> well, yeah, he this stuffs his face with popcorn. This uh, this next this I guess the first match of the night, um, it was all right, it was good. Well, Will Osprey was in the match. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was not Will Osprey's best match in uh in AEW, because no, that, that was match Dax with Dax Harwood. Harwood was so good. Yeah, so yeah, it was it was a good match, a lot of back and forth. Uh, it was Orange Cassidy's first match back since that that ladder match, right? Yeah, he's been out for a while with a shoulder injury, which you could see yeah. with the the tape stuff on yeah. his back. Do you remember that injury? No. Remember, uh, I forget who it was, but basically he was on top of the ladder, and two people lifted, or one person or two people lifted up the ladder, and then he fell. No. Okay, it was some ladder match. I, I remember. Might remember it. No, it was. I remember the match. It was the it revolution. Was the- yeah, it was the the golden donut, the the yeah, the golden butthole, the golden butthole, because it had yeah. three big men. It had it had uh, Hobbs and Wardlow and uh, Keith, Keith Lee. Lee. Keith Lee, yeah, it it was during that match that he got injured, uh, and it was a it was a he had like he was underneath the he was kind of underneath the ladder and he swung himself up kind of thing. And then they dropped the ladder. And that might not have been the spot where he got injured, but it was a cool spot. Either way, um, I think so. Orange Cassidy and Rapongi Vice beat the United Empire in this match, which I think tells a lot about their two matches uh, on Sunday. Yeah. So there's that. Um, then we have this Christian Cage promo. Dude. What the oh fuck? Oh my god! Christian Dude. Cage is so Christian Cage so- <laughs> heel. Christian Cage greater than less than heel edge in this run. 
I'm not talking about uh, all the time. Heel Christian is always better. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Heel Christian with this promo sold himself over the heel run of uh, this latest heel run of Edge because I think, I think it's also going to be better booked being that it's going to last longer and not going to end really randomly. True. Um, but I just want to point out that Christian basically said, I'm sorry that your dad is dead, but you suck, dude. Yeah, I thought of you too when he said that. I was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> this is something Joe would say." He's referencing <laughs> his dead dad. No, that was that was fucked up. He said, "I thought you were saying for a second you were thinking of me." No, no, I was just saying um, it's fucked up. No, he, he, Christian said, "It's good that your dad is dead because he would be so disappointed in you," kind of thing. Yeah, I know what he said, and it was I, fucked I up. Fucking hated it. As somebody whose father has passed away uh, before they hit the age of 30. Hell, before I hit the age of 26, because I think he died when I was 25. Uh, yeah. Fuck Christian. Yeah. And then it, so he hit a really, really mean promo, got him a lot of heat as a heel. If he didn't already have that walking in. And then uh, then we had Luchasaurus storm the ring, and he was pissed off at Christian. And then Christian turned Luchasaurus kind of in his favor. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. More he to said, come. He said, think about Marco. I don't remember what happened to Marco. Yeah, he didn't. He definitely referenced Marco. He got I released. I don't remember what happened to Marco's stunt. Maybe he's talking about him being released. I don't know. But... Yeah, it was super weird. I'm yeah, this is definitely gonna have to be something we come back to. Um I think this is the feud that turns him into a jungle man. <laughs> How about just Jack Perry, jung, jungle <laughs> jungle jack, jungle jack perry. <laughs> Dude, I heard that song in Stranger Things. That song was made in the 80s, if you didn't know. <laughs> what? Yeah, California or something like that. Here. Oklahoma. The worst. <laughs> Wait, so that's a real song? Yes, a fact. They wrote it in the 80s for Jungle Boy. No way. Was he even born? No. No, they knew he would be, though. Oh, because Luke Perry is such a boss? Yeah. and well, was. Uh, well, was. Luchasaurus was obviously there because he's 65 million years old. <laughs> True. All right. Um, oh, Lord. Malachi Black beats uh, Penta Oscuro to qualify for the All-Atlantic Championship Fatal 4-Way match, which we kind of all knew was coming because Penta Oscuro had already been confirmed as not competing at Forbidden Door. Yep. I'm done with Penta. I'm... Uh... Done with Pento Obscuro. Obscuro. No, he's Obscuro. Oh. Why is that? No, I, I just I just don't like the... I really enjoy the Lucha Bros, and I, I enjoy their title run, and all the matches they've had against the Young Bucks, especially. Um, But I'm, I don't like this, this darker version of Penta. 
it's like a face darker version and it's just not it doesn't do anything for me Is it because we're getting more singles matches out of him and not including ray phoenix is that the reason it could be it could be that and i understand that that. that it was out i could understand that it it was out of necessity because ray phoenix was injured but ray phoenix isn't injured anymore and now they're just keeping it because because malachi is a dark character and they they have to they had to like finish this feud which hopefully it's over now and we just get regular penta back yeah, I could see that. Um, I, don't, I don't really like it as a character. And then, so that completes out the four people in the All-Atlantic Championship match, which we're about to predict here in a second. And then we had a Hangman Page match against Silas Young, which Adam Cole was on commentary for. Um, Hangman Page wins the match. And... I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about this? Do you guys want me to start it off? This was not really. It was a great match. This not the match itself. I'm talking about the aftermath stuff. Oh yeah. We, we were all made to look like fools. You guys were, I said, I, I still thought Okada was going to show up weeks ago. And Chad was like, no, it's already confirmed that he's not going to show up. Okay. So Chad, your thoughts. I'm a big fool. Apparently, <laughs> just a big old fool. Just a big dumb idiot. Big, big dumb, dumb idiot. Head. Might as well just be Dewey. I'm so dumb. True. Mm-hmm. I feel like your head's not in this, Chad. Been eating popcorn. Uh, you're texting a lot. You got a new kid. I have a new kid. Um, I'm so excited for a fatal four way here. I think that like, which is originally what I said the match would be. I want to. I would like to put that on record. So I was so right weeks ago. I was fucking right back in August. I was. Um, oh, you're just mad because you you called me an idiot weeks ago for for saying I still think he's going to show up. I have never called you an idiot, Joe. That's just false. Also, I would like to apologize if I called you an idiot for him not showing up because I originally had the thought that this was going to be a fatal four way match. I should have stuck with my take. No, I think Chad just was like. Chad convinced everybody because of something he read from Sean Ross Sapp that Okada wasn't going to be there. Mm. And you know what? Probably was nowhere near as reliable as Sean Ross Sapp. Fuck Sean <laughs> Ross Sapp. Whoa. <laughs> that was aggressive. Even though he's our only reliable source of news. Yeah, I was about to say. Like, he's like our only good source. I thought the pop, though, for Okada was awesome. Like, it was cool to see. It was a good like just method of getting into this four-way match they're going to have on Sunday. Um, yeah, there, there was a tweet that I saw and it was a picture of a tweet where someone was calling this guy an idiot. Um, but it was a guy that said, who is this no-name guy that's showing up on my TV right now? Uh, no one even knows WWE No one fans. even knows who it is. And uh, someone someone tweeted back to him, are you watching this on mute? Because that pop was huge. Yeah. Those are just WWE fans that do that. Like WWE only fans. Yeah. That whoa. Only a WWE only fan. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd be down. Three only three million dollars per subscription. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) <laughs> you have to sign an NDA though. Oh damn it. 
I'm out. Um, so before we get to the main event, which I have some things to talk about with, there were two more matches added to Forbidden Door. There was the pre-show match and um, this Young, Young Bucks. Bucks match, which we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to predictions. So the main event, Tanahashi and Moxley versus... Wait. Eric, what? Tony Storm had a match up. So, okay, go on. Versus Jericho and Lance Archer. Tanahashi did not look good at all during this match. No. I thought the same thing. He looked slow. He looked slow. His moves looked like they didn't hit. It wasn't fluid. Like nothing was fluid from him. And it it was just him. Like he's and old, maybe in he? a little bit of Jericho. He's in he's the same age as Cena. He's mid 40s, late 40s. Yeah, 45. Um, so yeah, he's it makes me worried about his match with Moxley on Sunday that it's not going to deliver at all. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm I was pretty excited. Concerned. I was pretty excited for. Thankfully, we have the Fatal 4-Way match, which I hope main events now over the AEW championship match. You're telling me an IWGP championship is going to be defended at the main event of an AEW card in Illinois? No fucking way. There's two AEW stars on, the, on that I, match. I get it. The AEW interim champion is going to be crowned at the other match. There's no way that doesn't main event. Hmm. I agree with you. The quality, I, I think, is going to be better with the Fatal 4-Way. I have no faith in the world think, that the main event is not going to be Moxley. I think the Fatal 4-Way could main event if after said match, somebody shows up. Kenny? Kenny Omega. We'll get into that. Um, speaking of getting into that, let's get into our predictions. Um, I didn't say Kenny. I just want to say that. Um, so AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Forbidden Door predictions. Shall we start with the pre-show match? Yes. All right. So it's, yes, we shall. It's Max Caster and the Gun Club. So uh, Billy Gunn and the Ass Boys. Uh, it's an eight-man tag team match versus Yuya Yamura. No idea. Alex Coughlin. No idea. The DKC. No idea. And Kevin. Can you Knight. say that again? It kind of cut out. The DKC. Yeah, that's who I Alex said. Co you didn't say Alex. I couldn't hear Alex Coughlin. Alex Coughlin. Yeah. Well, that's who I said. And then, and then the DKC Kevin Knight got it. Yeah. Uh, Chad, let's start with you. Who do you got and why? I have the Gun Club and Max Caster because I've never heard of the other four people, and I feel like it's just thrown together at the last minute. So AEW goes over in match that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like you took the words right out of my mouth because if he asked me, I was going to say the same thing. I've never heard of any of those other guys. Uh. Agree. It's quite literally the same reasons, and it's an AEW like it's an A. I'm gonna get to this a lot tonight, but 
I see, I'm going to, I feel like I'm, we're going to see a lot of similarities between the super card of honor where AEW people come out on top mm-hmm. in a lot of matches. Yeah. I have an uneven amount of AEW people. I have more AEW than New Japan, but I do have quite a few New Japan. Well, some of these, there's like 50 50, like they're both in both teams. So I've, yeah, got a, I've got a shocker for later, but we'll see. Y'all go ahead. Shocker. All right. Um, for the next match, we're going to go with. You know what? I'll go. This is wrong of me, but I'll go with the Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. Chad. Uh, Dylan. Who do you I'll have? Go. Chad. Uh, I have Thunder Rosa because she's defended her title, what, three, maybe four times by now. And three um, times. I would say if she had defended it, I don't know, seven or eight times and she was many months into this title reign i could see tony storm winning but it's thunder rosa chad that's a really good point because i also have thunder rosa and i uh, agree with everything you said thunder rosa easy that was like the second thing i wrote on this list like and highlighted i knew this one right off the bat yeah this was easy this one's super easy it's thunder rosa I would even want to ask, what the fuck is going on with Nyla Rose? Why is she still in this storyline? She's like friends with Marina Shafir. Okay. Yeah, she aligned herself with Marina Shafir on Rampage Dark last week. Oh, it was it was dark. dark. It was sure. Dark. Sure. I guess we're bringing storylines into Dark. All right. Dark's a show I will literally never watch. Never. Unless I'm at a live event. <laughs> Not even if there's a fire. Not even if there's a fire. <laughs> yeah, I've watched Dark and Elevation exactly one time, and that's because it was filmed all the same night as Dynamite. Truth. <laughs> Truth. All right, let's keep going. Um, the next match is the one I think I'm least excited for on the entire card, other than the first, the pre-show match. Uh, it's La Sex Gods, which are Late. Jericho and... Uh, Sammy Guevara and Minoru Suzuki with Tay Conti versus yep. Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. Who do you have that and red, why? That's Red Shoe's son. I think this is easy. I think I think Lace Sex Gods are going to win because I think that Blood and Guts is going to go to uh, Blackpool Combat Club. I'll go with that. Quite literally. Keep going on. Took the words right out of my mouth. Um, that's the exact same reason I was taking the Sex Gods and Minoru Suzuki uh, is quite literally because next week is Blood and Guts and I think the BBC is going to win that match. BCC. That's what I said. <laughs> I also these names for these tag teams, by the way. Yeah. This isn't the, the only example. Lasex gods and another one dudes, is dudes with, with attitudes. attitudes. <laughs> I don't know. That uh, was. 
I'm going to pretend suck. I'm just going to pretend I never saw dudes with attitudes, but like sex gods <laughs> was a thing back in the day when they teamed together. Okay. So yeah, Chad. well, it's bad. And I'm cheering. I'm I'm taking La Sex Gods and Minoru Suzuki, but I'm not cheering for anyone in this match because I don't like any of these people. Okay then. I'm neutral on Shota Im Umino because I've never watched a match of his. I don't hate Wheeler Yuta. I don't hate Wheeler Yuta. I just don't care about him. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a good point. I don't care about him. You don't care about him yet, but I think he has potential. Yeah, he probably he might be the 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 star of Blood and Guts. All right. Um. Next, I think is the only the only remaining throwaway match. Probably it's the Bullet Club. It's the Young Bucks, uh, and El Fantasmo and Hikuleu versus the. I'm not gonna say it. Say it, dudes with attitudes. Uh, Darby <laughs> Allen and Sting and the Lij Shingo Takagi and Hiromu Takahashi. Chad, who do you have and why? Uh, this one was hard. Um, this one was like actually really hard, but um, I had to. Ch- I changed my pick halfway through today. Uh, I'm gonna go with Darby Allen, Sting, Shingo Takagi, and Hiromu. Takashi here because I don't think that El Phantasm and Hikaleo were like the best options they could have pulled for Bullet Club here to like make this important. And I think that Sting doesn't lose pay-per-view matches. So I'm going with Darby Allen, Sting, and LIJ. The dudes with attitude, so per se. Uh, so that's what makes this so hard. It's either Sting's first loss in AEW. Or Bullet Club, specifically the Young Bucks, the brand new champs, losing. But what if Darby Allen and Sting are the number one contenders because they win today? Or they win on on Sunday? And that's when Sting loses his first match? Yeah, and then he loses the tag team match for the title. I thought about that pretty strongly today, too. Chad, don't try to sway him to have the same pick as us. No, it's fine. Like... (laughs) That was that was my choice was Sting because he's never lost a uh, any match in AEW. Um, but it, it's I I, I could have gone either way with this because obviously we have brand new tag champs and I don't know a lot of like AEW guys will go under New Japan guys and I didn't know oh. how much. I didn't know how much Tony Khan was worth or was willing to put put down his champs. But I don't know. I, I went with Sting, Steam, dudes with attitude just because. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I was 50-50 on this match because it's the Young Bucks. And then on the other side, it's Sting, who hasn't lost yet. So the whole time, I was trying to think of a way, like, how does Sting lose this match? And then I looked at the people in the match, and I thought, like, on one side, on the New Japan side, you've got Shingo and Hiromu Takahashi, two very prominent stars in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And on the other side, you have... Oh my god, we got we got breaking news here. Hold on. El Fantasmo and Hikuleo. New Japan just released that Tomohiro Ishii's out. 
Tomohiro Ishii's injured, cannot compete. Clark Connors is taking a spot. And which match? The, the Fatal, Fatal 4 way. Sorry to cut you off. Oh. Breaking news. Oh, wow. It's already refreshed on my page. Must not Crazy. be that breaking. No, it was like two hours ago. That changes something for me. What? I don't know who Clark Connors is. I don't either. Yep, I'm not picking that guy. You were going to pick Ishii? I was actually going to think about taking Ishii, yep. Over Malachi Black, your favorite wrestler? Uh, Yeah, I was thinking about it. Wow. I thought you were going to take Malachi Black the whole time. I'm not taking him either. Crazy. Um, Either way, yeah, I have the dudes with attitude, the DWA and the LIJ. <laughs> The DWALIJ. That's who I've got. Yep. All right. Is it my turn? Yep. I suppose it is. Um. So yeah, we we talked about that match. Let's we might as well get to it. Uh, we got Pac versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus this guy named Clark Connors in a fatal four-way match for the AEW the interim. No, sorry, the inaugural. Damn it, I still can't say that word <laughs> month later. The inaugural AEW All Atlantic Championship champion. Yep. Um I have Malachi Black. I think that the booking here for House of Black has been so weird and inconsistent and i think this is a good time and bad for AEW. yeah it's just been bad i think it's a good time for AEW to make it right and give somebody a title that's just that's just my thoughts so i went malachi black here um this was really hard for me. I did, as I said a few minutes ago. Because you had Ishii. I thought Ishii was a strong contender. It's actually blank. Still, there's no bold on this match. And I bold the people I want to. I think I'm going to win. Because I was leaning Ishii for a while. I was leaning Malachi Black for a while. But I think I'm going to go with Miro Damn, that's here. The only one. That was the only one that wasn't really an option for me. Whoa. I just, his, his promo... On Wednesday, I think is what put him over for me. His his promo for me is what made me think that he's not going to win. I don't know. I just think Pack and Malachi Black have too much shit going on between the two of them, and I don't think Clark Connors is fucking winning. So it, it I'm leads, going with Miro. It leads to a great rematch, just the two of them, exactly. if one of those two guys win. So for me, it was AEW Original who hasn't been booked, in my opinion, to the level he should have been, you know, because he came to AEW from from being the top at whatever, I think it was Dragon Gate that he was at, from being the top star at Dragon Gate, and then being in the in the AEW world championship picture to, to kind of being forgotten about. And I understand there was a COVID, uh, like a, a pandemic in between there that got that kept him in... Wait, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I think that Pac 
what like when AEW first started, he was in the the championship picture, and then he he went away. And no, since we, he's come back, Joe, we were kidding. We were saying we don't know what you're talking about with regards to a pandemic. Oh, I thought you were saying. I thought I like I was rambling, but and I thought that's what what you were getting at. No, you're joking um, about the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I understand that there was a pandemic in that, and that that kind of uh, Wait, cooled what? him off. I got uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it, um, and that kind of cooled him off. But I just don't think he was he's been booked the right way. Uh, so that that was my one my one train of thought was Pack hasn't been booked, and this is finally an opportunity to put a title on him. And then Malachi Black hasn't really been booked very well. Since he's been sent, like what we expected when House of Black started. And I think I'm leaning more towards Malachi Black winning the title because I think he ha- he's more over with the fans, even even as a heel. Um, but I do think this leads to a pretty, pretty immediate rematch of Pac versus Malachi Black for the in a singles match for the title. So I'm going Malachi Black. Oh my gosh. Entire, we all have that entire ramble. I. I was like, okay, so Joe's picking Pack, and I wrote. No, it that's down. why I wanted that. That's why I wanted to pick Pack, but I still went. It was with such Malachi. a swerve. I know. I had already written it down. All right, Joe's in with Malachi Black. Do we have right. any difference so far? Uh, I picked uh, a difference on that last hero? match. Oh yeah, yeah. You picked. I think the... we're about to have a difference. Um, no, I'm gonna go with the next match is Will Osprey. Defending his IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship against Orange Cassidy. Who do you have and why? I think we're about to have a difference. What? Really? Wow, Dylan, I can't believe you're okay. picking Orange Cassidy. Hold on. Wait, real quick. Can I throw one thing in this conversation? I'm picking Will Ospreay, dude. I can't Will... You guys are picking <laughs> Orange Cassidy. Okay. I was about to say, he doesn't even have the belt. You know that, right? Yeah. I'll. I want to talk about that later. I'm confused by that. Juice Robinson won the title in DC like a month and a half ago and then had appendicitis for Dominion. So he hasn't given the belt up yet, but they stripped him of the belt and they had uh, Will Ospreay win the belt, win the title at um, Dominion. But Juice Robinson is like debating that he ever lost it. So he's not giving it up. So they're not going to have Will Ospreay lose a belt that he doesn't even have because they're setting up Juice Robinson versus Will Ospreay. Yeah. True. I didn't know that, but you showed your cards. I was going to pick him anyway. Yeah, I don't think anyone was not going to pick him, but when (laughs) Dylan said that, I was like, I feel like I have information you need. (laughs) Yeah, I was joking. Okay. Will Ospreay's all around. Moving on. Uh, Okay. Let's go with... I'm going to go with the just I'm going with this one because I'm less excited for it than the other three matches on the card. It's John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the interim AEW World Championship match. I'll take John Moxley. John Moxley. Yeah, I I don't think we have to explain ourselves there. I don't yeah. think so either. Especially after like, watching that last match. Um, I already talked about it like on on dynamite like tanahashi just did not look good and 
there's no way Tanahashi's winning the AEW championship. So it's Moxley. He's gonna be the first two first quote unquote two time AEW world championship champion. Yeah, we didn't like change the rankings and like throw a big wrench and everything just to not have him win this match. Exactly. Or they would have just put anybody in the match. Like they would have done that. If they were gonna give it to Tanahashi, it didn't matter who he faced. All right. All right. My turn. Uh yeah, so for the next match, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna leave number 10 for later. So I'm gonna go with uh FTR versus United Kingdom versus Rapongi United Vice. Empire. United Kingdom yep. country, Joe. Yep, United <laughs> Empire. I'm stupid. Uh, for the Ring of Honor and the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Winner takes all. Who do you got, Chad, and why? FTR, because I'm not stupid. There's no <laughs> way with how important FTR has been in Ring of Honor and AEW in the last, like, six months that FTR loses this fucking match. Uh, you can pick whoever you guys fucking want, but like I, I felt so confident in FTR that it was like the third thing I wrote down. About five or six hours ago, when I initially made my predictions, FTR was written down. Um, mm-hmm. They are not anymore. Because you're stupid. It's not because I'm stupid. It's because I think that FTR's like long term. Like they're they're in this whole belt collection thing for the long term. United Empire just won their belts. And the team they beat didn't defend a single time. Sure. Just saying. They just won. They're going to win. United Empire is gonna win. This feud is gonna take its way back to Japan. For a little bit, FTR is going to get some face time over in Japan, and they will eventually win it all back. But in the meantime, United Empire is going to win this match. And this will be what wins me or keeps me my belt. I'm calling it now. Nah, FTR. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You guys will see. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Good, good talk. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the match that Joe didn't want to go with. I, I want to talk about this now. So I guess this is a two-fold pick. Um, it'll be Zack Sabre Jr. versus an opponent of Daniel Bryan's choosing. Who is the Brian opponent Anderson. and who is he picking? That's Daniel, what I meant. Daniel Bryanson. Daniel Bryanson is what I said. Okay, so as a reminder, when we have these, you don't need to pick the name of the person. If you're picking mystery opponent, you can just pick mystery opponent. Um, But we are having the prop bet of who the mystery opponent is going to be. So you also have to pick that. We can go around... We can go around here real quick and do the match, and then we can do the mystery opponent afterwards, or whoever goes first here, which I think is supposed to be Joe. You can either do both or you can do one. It's up to you. 
I don't know, man. It kind of it kind of changes depending on who I think it is. Because uh, if it's if it's Gresham, I could see him losing. But if it's Cesaro, I think he's gonna win his debut match. I think they will um, both be debut matches. Well, Gresham's been on AEW before, backstage at least, and I think he's had a match. Um, I don't think so. There's no way of knowing. Chad, I don't remember. I don't so have. So let the, me. I don't have the brain power that Joe does. Oh fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it might have just been backstage. Um. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go with TBA to win, and. I'm going with Cesaro, and I texted you guys about why I think it's Cesaro. I understand I'm, I'm I might be alone here. Uh, so Brian Danielson, I think I got that right. It's really hard for me. Brian Danielson, when he was Daniel Bryan, his last like real storyline, aside from him going up for the W or the Universal Championship in that Triple Threat match was what turned Cesaro face. And then they formed a friendship and had some tag matches. And and kinda kinda teamed up together before Cesaro went to feud with Seth Rollins and have that really good WrestleMania match that Cesaro won. So I think that that the Daniel Bryan Pushing not 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 only being his friend in the ring, but also pushing backstage for Cesaro, which is storyline that like something Cesaro has talked to before. Um, I think that that it plays well that they that they respect each other in real life enough, and that they're they're somewhat friendly for the person that that Brian Danielson would pick would be Claudio Cesaro. So that's that's why I'm going with that. So you and think he's gonna come out as Claudio Cesaro? I think it's. I think what I saw is he he like trademarked the name Claudio CSRO. Oh really? I'm pretty sure. I was now gonna, in the. I was gonna fuck with you and say you have to get the name exactly right, but I'm I'm just messing around. I'm going with Claudio Cesaro. I have the exact same thing for the exact same reason. I th- I think this is the most likely thing to happen. But I'm. I understand that it's my pick, but the only reason I'm picking it is because it's the most likely thing to happen. If that makes I sense. I think so too. I think so too. It's not because it's what I think is going to happen. It's because it's the most likely thing to happen. Do you guys get yep. what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Okay. Because I think it. I think it could be anyone, but. If I were you and I was the champion holding the belt, the most exactly. likely pick makes the most sense to pick. Yeah, I, I just it just made sense to me to go with what was most likely. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Gresham. I'm taking TBA or the mystery opponent to win the match as well because whoever it is, I think they're winning. Whether it's Cesaro or Gresham, I think the safe pick is also to pick the winner of the mystery opponent. But I think Gresham makes long term sense. To also, he makes so much sense for the Blackpool Combat Club. He's that same kind of style fighter as Danielson. And he said the best technical wrestler in the world. And Claudio's good. And I mean, Cesaro's good. Like, but I wouldn't say he's a best technical wrestler in the world. 
I wouldn't even put him top five, but I would definitely 100% put Gresham top five. If you've ever watched a Gresham match, you can tell him he versus Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be the most technical match of all time. And I can't I wait think, for it. And I think Gresham's the guy. I kind of think if it was Gresham, Jordan Grace would have already ruined it on Twitter. I don't think so. She hasn't posted anything on Twitter, which might be a tell. You kind of make me want to switch. I mean, I, I am very convincing. I'm switching. Oh, my God. Don't do that. Tony Storm just posted this, though, just so you know. What? Sweet. I was going to see if uh, Jordan Grace has posted anything. I'm, I, I'm, don't, you're the champ, dude. Don't do it. Chad, you've convinced me. I'm, I'm going with Jonathan Gresham. Oh and my gosh. I think it makes, I think it makes sense with how much AEW has even, I think it was Brandy Rhodes back in the day saying, um, we got to you. I don't remember who the fuck she was talking to, but like we got to you because we were trying to get Jonathan Gresham or whatever. No, it was Josh Alexander. She was talking about. Well, never mind. Brandy Rhodes isn't with the company anymore. Yeah, I, I get that. Well, I'm just a fucking idiot. I'm just going to go with Gresham. I don't care. It makes for more fun. Um, all right. Last match. We got a fatal four way match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. We have it's got to be the match everyone's most excited for, right? Yeah, I think so. It's going to be the best match on the card. This match is not confirmed yet, right? No, no, it was confirmed. Confirmed. Okay. Uh, so we have the uh, we have Adam uh, challengers Adam Cole, Hangman Adam Page, and Kazuchika Okada versus Jay White. Who you guys have and why? I have Jay White because I'm not a stupid idiot. Yeah, this is easy. Yeah, like Jay White because really... he just won the belt. I think that this is the match I'm looking forward to the most because it's going to be fucking awesome. But it's so easy to predict. I think he yep. pins Hangman. Jay White. Yep. I think uh, I think it's Jay White. I he just won the title, and it's like. You guys talk about New Japan not wanting to, not wanting to do shows like this because they they don't want their top guys to lose or any of their guys to lose. This is their top guy. Agree. All right. Um, prop bets. I don't care who goes first. Could be me if you guys want me to. Sure. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Sure. Go ahead, bud. Okay. Only because you said that. So, I'll go with my blood first. Um, no rhyme or reason here, but it was quite literally because it was a fatal four-way match. Uh, I went with the hangman. I went John Moxley on blood because he bleeds a lot. Um, no rhyme or reason, just John Moxley. There's really never you never have to have a rhyme or reason behind blood, unless Cody's on the card. <laughs> I, I went, used to pick the I same with, thing of Cameron Grimes, and that that betrayed me. Yeah, I I went with somebody in the Lasex God versus BCC, BBC. essentially, yeah, BBC match. 
Um, I went with Chris Jericho because he lost Leslie the belt last time by not bleeding. Ooh. Okay. So you think that this time he's going to win you the belt? No, I'm not going to win. I'm never going to win again. Joe, it, I, I was I, I was looking. It's been a hot minute since you've had the belt. You're kind of on a cold streak. Yeah. My title runs are uh, few and far between, but when I have them, they last a long time. Historically. That's what... So... <laughs> well, actually, the last time I won the belt, I only had it for like 14 days. So, so how does that compare with your you know <laughs> few and far between but lasts a long time would that be a fair comparison yeah <laughs> well i don't live in the same state as my girlfriend so sure <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense <laughs> all right you dummies let me go first um so now it's one of your all's turn to go first for appearance you guys are dumb. You shouldn't have oh. let me go first. Uh, thick. Let me look at my list. Uh, I got one. I got, I got one. I also have one. I'll take Anthony Bowens. That's smart. In a oh. wheelchair. Damn it. He's not on the car. If he doesn't show up in a wheelchair, you're fucked. <laughs> I'll take Anthony <laughs> Bowens, period, in a sense. But he'll be in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. <laughs> Anthony Bowens. I'll take Anthony Bowens. If he's not in a wheelchair, you lose. I don't. That's not fair. I'm just saying. You. It's not fair. I'm just telling you what you said, Joe. Mm, I kind of want to play it safe in a certain way, but I'm not going to. I feel like Anthony um, Bowens is safe. Yeah. No. I'll explain my 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 desire to play it safe uh, later. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to say that there's only two women on the entire card aside from with this person. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to say, card. I said, yeah, she's a, with this person, which is what I was saying. Oh, I thought you were saying, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say Nyla Rose just because women are so underrepresented in this card. Understandably so. Cause new Japan doesn't do women. Whoa. That's wild. <laughs> they don't do women. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that women have to be represented in the show in some way, and I'm gonna I'm going with Nyla. So Joe is basically saying that he is one of the the people <laughs> in the crowd and one of the nineties retro pay-per-views, and his sign says New Japan. <laughs> New Japan doesn't do women. Is gay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. That's just what your sign in the 90s would say. Chad? He already said his. He said Anthony Bowens. Anthony Bowens. Dylan? So I'm going with something that we talked about earlier. It has to do with the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Um, This could come back to haunt me because I didn't do any research as far as like the health of this person or if they're all if they're already back in japan um but i went with juice robinson to show up yeah. to confront will osprey following his win over orange cassidy to set up 
what Chad said, will be their United States or IWGP US Heavyweight Championship feud in the future. That That's smart because he's probably going to be there to with Tony with, Storm. With Tony Storm. Hmm. I didn't even know they were together. You know who I almost yeah. picked? I was really close to picking over than Anthony Bowens. Was it Juice Robinson? Brandon Cutler, who's also not on the card. I hate you. Do you know do you know who I was gonna pick? I was gonna pick Jonathan Gresham. Oh, to so get that, a double? No, well, it would be two points. One, one or the other. That was smart. But um, I didn't choose that. What if they both showed up, dude? You could get four points. I still could. That'd be crazy. I probably won't because I'll probably never win the title again. But No, you can't do this. That's <laughs> what I did. All right, real quick, end times from both of you because I don't need to do one. Why? I'm he's the champ, the, bitch. He's the champ. Let me just make sure it starts at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It does. I checked. Yeah, I'm gonna t- That's I'm, factual. I'm gonna t- 11.27. Damn, dude. How did you pick my exact time? <laughs> Just named a random time. Joe, just take 11.28, dude. No. Wait, I'm Chad, gonna... is that a.m. or p.m.? P.m. Don't do what you're about to do. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, Joe, I was just trying to give you the green light to, to quickly say 11.27 p.m. before he did. <laughs> and then he would have had to default to a.m. Um, I'm going to go with 11.32. Why would you not take 1128? I don't want 1128. I wanted 1127. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, that's going to close us out. Next week, we are going to have our beer ratings from AEW and New Japan for Wrestling Forbidden Door. Who knows if there's going to be more fallout from the Vince McMahon news? Uh, we are. Oh, wait. We also have predictions next week for Money in the Bank. Yep. I completely mm. forgot about that. Even though I told you guys the schedule for the show in like the next 10 weeks. Um, yeah, we're going to have a packed show next week. So we're going to quickly get through the weekly recap next week. Hopefully, Chad, talking to you. Y'all were the ones ranting you about the crazy this shit this week. week. Who, me? Yeah. Yeah, that's because I said a bunch of random shit. <laughs> Either way. Um, so, yeah. Beer ratings from Forbidden Door. Predictions for Money in the Bank next week. It's going to be a fun show. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at TGWrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Joe and Chad. I want to stinking about a shit.